the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. What's going on, everybody? It's another Alcatulo Craft Beer cast on AM 970, The Answer. We've got a great show for you tonight. We're going to have a uh, guest that's going to be joining me later this hour. But first, how can you follow me? Very easily. On Twitter, at Alcatulo. Instagram, at Gatulo, G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O. Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast. Uh, via email at albert g at nycradio.com. Uh, we are also on iTunes and Google Podcasts. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can find all the shows on those two platforms as my phone decides to go off because I mentioned something about Google. Uh, Alexa ready as well. We're on odyssey.com. We're on the Hopped Up Network. Uh, just head over to the hoppedupnetwork.com and you can listen to the podcast version <coughs> Excuse me, of this show. Usually Monday mornings, uh, usually right after the show. The last week I was delayed because I had forgotten to post the show. We're also on iHeartRadio. No guests tonight on the program. Unfortunately, Byron Fisher, the co-owner of Alosta Brewing, was supposed to join me on the program. Uh, they're doing a meet and greet with Helmet this Tuesday night. We were going to talk about that event. Unfortunately, Byron, under the weather and couldn't do the interview, called me last minute uh, having to cancel. So apologize for that. We'll talk about the event coming up in our third segment uh, of the program. But let us dive into some news and notes. Great Lakes Brewing has announced the release of a new year-round Tropicoastal Tropical IPA. It's in 12-ounce cans, 6-packs, 12-packs, and draft, beginning on August 16th. It's brewed with Idaho 7, Calypso, Strata, Mosaic, Lemon Drop Hops, uh, Tropicoastal Tropical IPA, a golden oasis of ripe tropical fruit notes in every sip, bright aromatic IPA with a quenching, easy-drinking finish. It joins their year-round portfolio of IPAs, including Commodore Perry IPA, Great Lakes IPA, Hayscraft IPA, and the rotating Imperial IPA series. This, um, what did I say? Do you know they don't give the, uh, oh no, 6% ABV. It's a 60 IBU. And again, it's coming out in, on August 16th. It'll be in Kansas, Ohio, Indiana, and Kentucky. It'll be limited draft in all markets. And of course, they'll be putting them out in 12 packs as well uh, and six packs uh, of cans. So very cool uh, from the folks at Great Lakes Brewing. Over at New Rome Brewing down in Atlanta, of course, Oktoberfest season, uh, right around the corner, you're probably seeing uh, Oktoberfest beers, you're probably seeing pumpkin beers on the shelves right now. There's a reason why they do it in August. they got to get it out there and get ahead because they want it sold and off the shelves uh, before really the middle of October rolls around so they can roll out uh, other beers. That's why they're coming out earlier and earlier and earlier. Now what New Realm is doing is they're doing an all-new German-inspired sampler pack uh, in the fall sampler pack, you're going to find two of New Realm's award-winning mainstay brews, Hazy Like a Fox IPA, Euphoria Phil, uh, Pilsner, 
then uh, it is going to add two more flagship brands, the fan-favorite Bavarian Prince and the seasonal specialty. Uh, that's a Marzen-style Oktoberfest lager. Um, and then rounding out the pack is Depth of Hellas, a multi-classic German lager that is new to New Realm's portfolio, exclusive to the sampler pack, so you can only get it with the sampler pack. can't get it anywhere else. Um, Mitch Steele, the uh, co-founder and brewmaster of New Realm Brewing, says the sampler pack, one we've been very excited for. There is a strong German influence in the beers we chose for this release and a lot of new and old brewing techniques that went into the creation of each beer. I love the fact that so many brewers are doing traditional German-style beers now. A lot of them are still good. A lot of them are still classic. Um, and when they're executed, per, when they're executed well, uh, they're just a really great beer to drink. And a lot of them, not a super high ABV. They're not eight, nine percenters. They're usually somewhere between four and six percent, uh, and they're just enough to keep you going and keep you going for a little bit longer. So uh, the sampler pack is already available uh, in the company's uh, breweries to go coolers distribution retailers. Uh, begin began in early August around Georgia, Virginia, and South Carolina. Uh, Bavarian Prince additionally will be returning in its own twelve ounce six packs for the third straight year. So kudos to the folks over at New Realm Brewing. Stones Enjoy by series is out again. This one is the Stone Enjoy by nine six twenty one, which happens to coincide with Labor Day, and uh, that is an IPA that invites you to take a break, savor this nine point four percent ABV creation. In honor of Labor Day, as I said, it's smooth malt, dank with a peach flavor, bursting with hops. Uh, it is available now. Usually my local place, Paragon Tapping Table, gets a keg of the Enjoy By series. So looking forward to uh, when and if they pop that on the um, the tap lines because that will be a lot of fun. Um, Molson Coors, uh, I don't know if you saw the story earlier this week, uh, is retiring 11 economy brands of their beer. Apparently they're not doing so well sales-wise. So uh, CEO Gavin Hattersley said in an earnings call last week, the company will retire 11 economy brands. It includes such, uh, such beers as Keystone Ice, Ice House Edge, and Milwaukee's Best Premium. Hattersley noted the move will help improve uh, supply chain flexibility for their priority brands. So obviously these are beers that are produced very cheaply. They cost very little. You know, you could probably get a case of Keystone Light somewhere for, you know, like eleven ninety nine or whatever. They're certainly not beers that anybody listening to this show would drink, but it is a news story, and it's worthy enough that uh, we need to mention it. So uh, those 11 brands, if you haven't had a uh, Ice House Edge, well, you better get it now because you're not going to be able to get it, uh, you know, anytime soon. I guess by the end of the year, they'll probably be phased out. Our friends from Trogues, uh, they have re- announced the release of Lucky Holler. It's a hazy IPA inspired by the brewery's annual hop selection trip to the Pacific Northwest. It began through their brewery Small Batch Scratch series. After several test batches, they hit on a hop combination of Citrus Simcoe and the Australian variety Galaxy, delivering bright waves of ripe pineapple, juicy citrus, and passion fruit. It's a 6.8% ABV. It joins the brewery's popular hop cycle series of seasonally rotated IPAs. It's available throughout late summer and fall on draft and in 12-ounce cans and bottles wherever Trogues beer is sold. Of course, for more info, just head over to Trogues' website. Then finally... I want to give a mention and a thanks to Sean Torres from Killsboro Brewing, who did an amazing job last weekend at the first annual pizza party uh, at Snug Harbor. They plan on doing another one. They had a big success. I know they had more people than they were expecting to be there from a, a ticket sales point of view. I believe they, have an, they had a number of walk-ups. 
uh, of people who were walking through Snug Harbor and decided, hey, uh, this looks cool. Let's go in, uh, and uh, join in. It was such an awesome event. First off, it was a beautiful day. My wife and I had a wonderful time. Um, there were only, uh, I think it was, what was it, a, 10 breweries that were there, a couple of home brewers. Every beer was fantastic. Got to catch up with Jason from Icarus. Bolero Snort was there. Flagship Brewing from Staten Island, of course, Killsboro. Uh, one of the Killsboro beers was made with uh, herbs and spices that were actually grown in Snug Harbor. A fantastic beer. Uh, just well done. The rosemary and the basil all kind of shine through. Perfect beer to go with a uh, pizza. And they had plenty of pizza places there. The Nino's, Lee's Tavern, um, Dough from uh, La Co- by La Costri, which my wife and I were not impressed with. I know everybody talks about that pizza as being really good. Kind of missed the mark for me. Um, Pier 76 was there. There was a, lot, a couple of different pizzerias that were there. Lee's, of course, is always the classic. The Cracker Crust Bar Pie is always one of my favorites. Uh, so had a great time uh, eating pizza, drinking beer, uh, conversing with a few people. I uh, got to chat with the owner of uh, Wild East Brewing. Uh, they're out of Brooklyn. Uh, other half was there, Five Burrows. Uh, Finback was there. Finback had a fantastic beer that, uh, um, oh, my goodness, I forgot. what Was it a Pilsner? I think it was a Pilsner that was really good. A lot of the names escape me. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if I'm going to do this uh, in Suds and Duds, but maybe I will. Uh, one brewery that was there that had a um, mixed culture fermentation pale sour ale which was aged in oak punchins at 5.6%. It was called Make Another Mistake by Endless Life Brewing of Brooklyn Brewery I had not heard of. 100% New York State ingredients. That was excellent. I did not get a chance to try the Maybach or the Mexican lager from those guys. But, boy, let me tell you something. Every beer there was fantastic. A lot of them lighter beers uh, that went well with, um, with pizza. Got a chance to talk with my cousin, Stephen, who has a stand in Snug Harbor. If you're ever in Snug Harbor uh, and you're looking for something to eat, uh, they're open uh, daily during the season. Harbor Eats is the name of the place. Definitely want to check it out. Burgers, tacos. They do funnel cakes. Uh, they got a little bit of everything there. And uh, they got some healthy options as well. I think they do salads and stuff. So it is definitely uh, worth the stop while you're walking around and enjoying the ambiance uh, of Snug Harbor. But, um, Sean, kudos to you and your crew at Killsboro for putting on an amazing event. Uh, he's talking about bigger and better for next year. Uh, certainly they're going to hold it at Snug Harbor. Uh, they did donate a portion of the proceeds back to Snug Harbor, which keeps things sustaining, and that's the way to do it. I love it. I just I love the people from the beer community. We had such a great time uh, over the weekend, and it was uh, definitely an event uh, that was worth going to. And if you didn't go this year, you should definitely go next year. The ticket price is well worth it. It was uh, I think it was sixty five bucks for tickets. You got uh, six slices of pizza. Uh, plus uh, unlimited beer pours for four hours. It was a gorgeous day. You couldn't ask for anything more. When we come back after a short break, more news and notes from around the beer world. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Welcome back to the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. I don't believe in love. Queensryche, Operation Mind Crime, 1988. 
Boy, I remember this album so well. I, I, I talk about it all the time. It's one of my favorite uh, Queensryche albums. Uh, going to see Jeff Tate coming up uh, in September where they're doing Empire and Rage for Order in their entirety, which I absolutely cannot wait. We'll get to some of those things in just a moment. First, you can follow me on Twitter at Al Gattulo, Instagram at Gattulo, G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast via email at albert at nycradio.com. We're on iTunes as well as Google Podcasts. You just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. Alexa ready as well, odyssey.com, iHeartRadio, and of course the Hopped Up Network. Head over to the Hopped Up Network uh, a few minutes after this show ends, and you can download and listen to the podcast version of this program. Whenever you feel like it. No guests tonight on the program. Unfortunately, Byron Fisher, the co-owner of Relosta Brewing, was supposed to join me on the program. Uh, they're doing a meet and greet with Helmet this Tuesday night. We were going to talk about that event. Unfortunately, Byron, under the weather and couldn't do the interview, called me last minute uh, having to cancel. So apologize for that. We'll talk about the event coming up in our third segment uh, of the program. Speaking of concerts, speaking of other things, before we dive into the beer news, Um, we're finding that things are being canceled now because of the Delta variant. Uh, They had the, uh, what was it, Uh, the Fallout Fallout Boys or whatever, uh, the Hella Good Tour, uh, and Fallout Boy had to cancel because one of their band members got COVID, and apparently the way they were doing the tour, they had uh, all the bands were kind of isolated from one another so that if somebody did get COVID, it wouldn't spread to the other bands. Smart move. But are we going to, is, is this going to continue here? Um, the New York Auto Show was was supposed to take place in a couple of weeks at the Jacob Javits Center. Canceled. Uh, they moved it to next year. Uh, they're hoping to be back uh, by the end of April, which is when they normally had the car show. Comic-Con is coming up here in New York in October. Uh, Mayor de Blasio, and I'll get into it in the news story in a moment, saying that in order to get into certain venues come September, you're going to need to be fully vaccinated. Are we going to see more of these things canceled? Uh, again, we're seeing a lot of different things happening rapidly, and things are changing. Um, and I'll dive into that in a moment. But let's get to the beer news, then we can get into all the rest of the stuff. Um, you got Dogfish Head, which is introducing their new hoppy variety pack. It is now hitting shelves, uh, hitting shelves nationwide. Uh, it is a 12-pack, 12 12-ounce 12 cans featuring four hop-forward beers, including the new Blue Hen Pilsner. Uh, so it's got 60-minute, slightly mighty, and 90-minute IPA in the pack. But the newest one is the Blue Hen Pilsner, which is a 4.8% crisp, refreshing Pilsner, brewed with only four ingredients, water, yeast, earthy saz uh, uh, hops, and Delaware-grown and malted barley. Uh, so it's the first time they've put a Pilsner uh, in, a, in, uh, in a can and are putting it uh, within a 12-pack. Of course, you know about 60-minute and 90-minute IPA. Uh, and you know about Slightly Mighty, the first and number one selling low-cal IPA in America. It's a full-flavored low-cal IPA with just 95 calories uh, per can. It's not a bad beer uh, for a change of pace. Definitely not a bad beer. I don't know if it's something I would drink on the regular, but certainly the 60 and 90-minute ones. Love it. Uh, looking forward to trying the Blue Hen Pilsner. Supposed to be getting samples very soon, uh, and we'll get back to you on that. Believe it or not, from Sam Adams, Jacko is back according to the press release. It's on shelves uh, starting up this week, it's the number one fall seasonal, Samuel Adams Oktoberfest, uh, and Jacko, which was their top seasonal in 2020. Uh, but what's really cool and what they're doing, they're bringing drinkers one step closer to Oktoberfest with a nationwide search for the golden bottle. So specially marked packages of Samuel Adams Oktoberfest 12-pack bottles 
will serve as a passport to Munich with the chance to win one of five trips for four to Oktoberfest 2022 if Dust Golden Bottle is inside. So if you, uh, you're going to have more ways to win on and off-premise uh, and online coming up in the fall, but there are these uh, golden bottles in there. Apparently there are, uh, well, it says, especially more to, to win one of five trips for four. So I don't know if there's one bottle or it's two bottles in the 12-pack, uh, but you got to find it. you got to search for it. you got to, you know, obviously you got to buy a 12-pack of beer. Uh, and so uh, in order to do that, to get the golden bottle, and if you get it, you get a passport to Munich, five trips for four to, uh, to Oktoberfest 2022. That's very cool. Now, a um, couple of different things here. Two lawmakers from New York City. They want mandatory vaccination of co- or, or COVID-19 testing for all bars and restaurants. This is in New York. Congressman uh, Adriano uh, Espaillat and City Councilman Mark Levine, they're uh, pushing for uh, an indoor face mask requirement. Uh, they've called for more vaccination clinics to be set up near businesses that attract young people and in neighborhoods with lower vaccination rights. Espaillat argues car- customers at bars and restaurants have a right to know others are vaccinated. Now, in keeping with that theme, Mayor de Blasio then decided to make the decision of new rules starting August 16th. You have to be vaccinated in order to eat indoors, in order to attend a concert, in order to go to a gym. They'll start enforcing it on September 13th, which happens to be the first day back to school for New York City public schools. Um, It applies to Broadway shows as well, although Broadway, I think, has already made the mandate you have to be vaccinated or show a negative test before they'll even let you in, and it has to be within 48 hours. I'm pretty sure about that. Um... It's it's an interesting dynamic. So you have businesses in Manhattan that are saying, yes, we want this. Bars and restaurants are saying we want this because we want to make sure we protect our patrons. We don't want to be known. We don't want to be known for a super spreader. Meanwhile, you have the outer boroughs, Staten Island and Brooklyn and, and other places who are saying, no, we don't want this. It's up to the individual's right to get vaccinated. Again, I've been vaccinated. I'm fully vaccinated and I encourage others to get vaccinated. Um whether or not I think government is overstepping its bounds here, which I think in some ways they are, um, you're always going to have resistance. No one likes to be told what to do. And the bottom line is, I, I, I think this will spur some people to get vaccinated. I don't think it's going to spur everyone. Do I think lawsuits are going to happen? Yes. Do I think people are going to protest about it? Absolutely. Do I think people are going to fight it? Sure they are. Ultimately, does it become reality? We will find out if they start enforcing it on September 13th. I know of a number of businesses who have already said they're not going to be enforcing it. So we will see what happens um, as, uh, you know, as things go on. The other thing we're seeing is that in Chicago, bars and restaurants, people are masking up going in. Now, I think that's the prudent thing to do. Mask up uh, where, where necessary. Uh, and if you feel comfortable about it, that you're fully vaccinated or whatever, then unmask. That's where I think you have to be. That's where you, you take that personal responsibility into your own hands. That's just my opinion. My wife and I have already said, next time we go food shopping, we'll probably wear a mask in the supermarket. A lot of people were there for a long period of time. Um, the prudent thing to do. My own, my, one of my cousins, fully vaccinated, was at an event last weekend in San Francisco. And what happened? Or uh, up in Big Bear. And what happened? He got infected. So these things happen. Um Anyway, uh, the other thing uh, to get into with the news, um, Pints for Prostates, the Colorado Brewers Guild, have canceled their event coming up on September 9th. 
Uh, and the reason why they did it, because of the Delta variant. Uh, Rick, uh, Rick Like, the founder of Pints for Prostates, is back in June when we decided to move forward with the event. Rates of new cases were dropping. Vaccination rates were moving forward. We were optimistic that we had turned a corner, and by September we could take precautions to safely host the event. However, the latest information on the Delta variant, along with the upward trend of new cases, gave us pause. As a men's health charity holding the Denver Rare Beer Tasting under these circumstances would be counted to our mission. Ticket buyers for the 2021 Denver Rare Beer Tasting will be notified by email. You'll receive a full refund. The Denver Rare Beer Tasting will not take place. While it, will, while it won't take place, Pints for Prostates and the Colorado Brewers Guild are looking into other ways to partner in the upcoming months to reach men through the universal language of beer. So stay tuned for more information on that. And unfortunately, this is becoming a problem here. Uh, and I know that there are people that are going to fight it. I know that there are people who are going to say, this is just stupid. You should just have the event anyway. But you have to remember, there are people, There, are, listen, if you're a smart organizer, you want to make sure that you're not going to be held for liable if something happens. Uh, I was at a concert event over the weekend, completely outdoors. I felt comfortable. Um, next month, seeing Jeff Tate, I, I, I don't know if I'm going to feel comfortable about being in an indoor event with a lot of people. A couple of concerts coming up to Prudential Center in October. Uh, going to see Judas Priest in October. Going to see the record company at Irving Plaza. I don't know if those events are going to be uh, are going to be held. I hope they don't get canceled. I hope we get a handle on this Delta variant, and I hope that um, the rates plummet. But how do we do that? Well, we do that by, in some ways, we have to restrict where we go, be selective on, on the places that you go to. Okay. The other one is take precautions. A lot of places are on their own doing this, asking you to wear a mask when you come in. Um, you know, being cautious. That's the right thing to do. Uh, all of Broadway, you've got to have a mask when you walk in, and you've got to have it on the entire time. I think that's the prudent thing to do. You're talking about a small theater, uh, not a lot of room to social distance. Um, this is the right thing to do. And the other part of it is get vaccinated. I got vaccinated. I feel uh, comfortable with my decision. Do your research. Ask your doctor. If you don't think that it's right for you, that's your personal choice. But understand that things are going to be restrictive because of that. That's how it goes. I'm sorry to say, that's the reality that we're in right now. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Sailing from Christopher Cross, and you're probably wondering, why am I playing that song? Well, just this past weekend, I was at the Yacht Rock Review uh, down in Asbury Park uh, with my wife and another couple, and boy, when I tell you, we had the best time. What a great band. 
the Men in Tight Jeans tour, and they played all this Yacht Rock type of music. If you've heard Yacht Rock on Sirius XM Radio, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And I'm sure that iHeart and Odyssey and all those other things uh, probably have some type of Yacht Rock uh, channel as well. Welcome back to the Algatulo Craft Beer ga- Beer Cast on AM nine seventy. The answer easy for me to say. Uh, by the way, portions of this program brought to you by Source uh, Brewing. Uh, get your beer directly from the source, uh, located off of Route thirty four in beautiful Colts Neck, New Jersey. They are celebrating their second anniversary. Uh, this past Wednesday was their second anniversary, uh, and they released uh, four unbelievable beers. Uh, what was it? Fat Elvis, a second anniversary ale or second birthday ale, which was a, a, an imperial tart ale. Uh, Watts for breakfast, uh, a, a stout conditioned on blueberries. And then, then, of course, they did one of their um, a cryo hop series uh, in their series of um, spotlighting single silo series, spotlighting different hops. Uh, and that one had like a kind of cartoon um, uh, can art. So uh, kudos to the boys from Source. Great two years, and thank you so much for supporting uh, this program. Uh, it goes without saying that um, Phil and Jeremy and, um, uh, oh, my God, why am I? Greg, sorry. Forget, I can't believe I did that. <laughs> this is what happens when you wake up very early in the morning and you forget people's names off the top of your head. And, of course, Phil's wife, Kerry, uh, they do all of them. And, and all the employees there do such a wonderful, Tim, uh, everybody there does such a fantastic job at the brewery. If you haven't been there yet, I encourage you, get there. There is nothing better than sitting outdoors in that beautiful farmland space uh, and enjoying a beautiful, delicious farmhouse-made beer. Now, um, originally we were supposed to have, um, from Alosta Brewing, uh, um, uh, Byron, uh, see, I can't believe this. I cannot believe that I am forgetting people's names. What is the matter with me today? I, I, I'm. It's like a, it's like I got no sleep. I apologize, folks. I, I mean, uh, Brian um, Fisher uh, from Alosta Bu- uh, Brewing uh, was supposed to join us on the program. Unfortunately, he came down ill and um, couldn't make it on the program. We'll tease his event uh, that's coming up on Tuesday in just a moment. I, I'm sorry. I'm like a, like a big time brain fart. I got a million things that I want to talk to here in this segment before we go to a break and we do suds and duds. But of course, I get uh, you know all over the place rambling on. But first, let me tell you about Highwire Brewing. Uh, this uh, three beers from this North Carolina brewery are out now. Right now, they have an Oktoberfest out. It's called Zerkfest. It just went into cans. It's a German style Marzen. Uh, it is available in six packs, twelve ounce cans, twelve packs, twelve ounce cans, as well as on tap. It's currently available across the brewery's nine state distribution footprint. Uh, then they did Highwire uh, Highwire uh, Sour Smoothie series. Is the creamy and dreamy blueberry peach milkshake? It's a five and a half percent ABV, uh, tart peach tart peach gummies, sweet blueberry jam. They uh, packed in a hundred pounds per barrel of fruit, mingled with tasty additions of vanilla and lactose. That shipped back in July. Uh, it's available in four packs of sixteen ounce cans across the uh, a limited distribution through their footprint. It's also available uh, via the brewery's online beer shop. And then Asheville loves y'all. It's a six point eight percent ABV. It's a collaboration with Wicked Weed Brewing just down the street from uh, High Wire's production brewery in Asheville. It's a tropic-forward, West Coast-style India pale ale, uh, leaning heavily into the well-loved dank and piney. So you're talking about West Coast 
uh, IPA. You can get Highwire Brewing's award-winning beers that can be found on draft and in cans across North Carolina, South Carolina, Tennessee, Georgia, Ohio, Kentucky, Alabama, Virginia, and Indiana. Of course, Byron Fisher, who was supposed to be on the program tonight, couldn't make it because he fell ill. And uh, our you know re- quick recovery uh, for Byron over at Alosta Brewing in Covina, California. Uh, they are doing a um, they did a beer uh, a Kolsch with the heavy metal band Helmet. They're doing a meet and greet this coming Tuesday, August tenth. Uh, this they'll be at the brewery, the band uh, to do a meet and greet at seven o'clock local time. Uh, you can go to their um, um, their uh, Facebook page. Uh, Alosta Brewing to get more information about it. Uh, Dan and Kyle uh, and Paige uh, will be drinking uh, beers and greeting fans. The brewery is located at 692 Arrow Grand Circle in Covina, California. And again, Byron, thank you for sending me the Colch named Helmet and, of course, the Cream Ale Dig Tussie, which I am diving into this weekend and will review on next week's program. Two stories that I want to get to. First one, uh, apparently a, a bottle of whiskey that was given to former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo in 2019 by uh, Japan, is missing. And apparently, the bottle of whiskey the Japanese government gave to the former Secretary of State is worth $5,800. This was uh, a a document that was made public on Wednesday. Now, it's unclear whether um, the the former Secretary of State ever received the gift. He was traveling in Saudi Arabia on June 24th, 2019, the day that Japanese officials gave it to the State Department, according to a department filing uh, this past Wednesday, in the Federal Registra- Register documenting, documenting gifts that senior American officials received in 2019, um, such officials usually are insulated by staff members who receive the gifts and messages for them, you know, on behalf of the government. Now, I didn't know this. American officials can keep gifts that are less than $390. I don't know where they came up with that figure. But if the officials want to keep the gifts that are over that price, they have to purchase them. According to the filing, the State Department said the bottle was appraised at $5,800. The department also took the unusual step of noting that the whereabouts of the whiskey is unknown. Now, similar filings over the past two decades made no mention of any similar investigations. My guess is, and again, uh, Mr. Pompeo's lawyer said he had no recollection of receiving the bottle of whiskey, did not have any knowledge of what happened to it, or that there was a department inquiry into its whereabouts. His uh, lawyer, William Burke, said he has no idea what the deposition was of this bottle of whiskey. So under the Constitution, it is illegal for an American official to accept a gift from a foreign government, and gifts are considered property of the U.S. government. The founders included the measure to stop foreign governments from gaining undue influence over U.S. officials. Any officials caught accepting such gifts can face civil penalties or impeachment if they are still in office. The State Department didn't provide any other details. My guess is an aide got this bottle of whiskey and said, oh, this is some expensive whiskey, and kept it for himself. That's my guess. We don't know. Hopefully we will find out uh, during the investigation. And once we know, we'll get it to you. Finally, I, I don't know how many of you saw this story. You know when you travel in airports, you go to get a beer, you go to get something to eat, and it's always much more expensive uh, than, than you would normally get uh, in, in you know anywhere else in the city that you're in. Well, obviously, there's a reason for it. They can mark up the prices a little bit. But apparently at LaGuardia Airport, a guy, uh, Cooper Lund of Brooklyn, he's a flyer passing through LaGuardia, called out a price on a beer that was ridiculous at LaGuardia Airport. Now, the company operates restaurants and stores inside LaGuardia, JFK, and Newark. So this is a Port Authority thing. Apparently, they they marked a beer for uh, Samuel Adams Boston Lager or Summer Ale. 
$27.85. Are you out of your mind? And they showed a picture. He showed a picture of the, the beer menu. So they have Vine and Stefaner, eighteen fifty. dollars Let's see. A Michelob Ultra, $13. New Belgium Fat Tire, $20.60. Sam Adams, the Summer Ale, $27. Greenport Black Duck Porter, which is a local brewery, $16.35. Was the cheapest? No, the Michelob Ultra was the cheapest beer at thirteen dollars. But are you kidding me? COVID nineteen recovery charge, ten percent of items ordered added to the bill. Not a gratuity for employees. What is wrong with these people? So they have a beer garden at LaGuardia Airport that barely serves craft beer. Michelob Ultra is not a craft beer. Heineken's not a craft beer, right? They have some of these other beers on there, and that's the markup. The, uh, even in a bar in New York City, it's about it's between seven and nine dollars for a pint. Who would pay that? Now, this guy apparently did not pay $27.85 for this beer. And and good for him that he didn't pay for it. But now all of a sudden there's an audit saying, oh, we should investigate these prices. Folks, what are you doing? I get it. You can make a 10% markup on your products, which is supposed to be comparable to the prices within the area of JFK, within the area of Newark, within the area of LaGuardia. But are you out of your mind? $27.85 $27.85 for a Sam Summer Ale that if you bought it in a liquor store would cost you about 3 bucks a bottle. The six-pack alone, I think, costs about maybe $11. Really? Come on. These people are out of their minds. I don't understand it. Uh, a full audit should, a full investigation should happen. And and bottom line, these people should be fined for charging such an outrageous price. And they say, oh, we made a mistake. It was actually, you know, $16. It's still too much. Stop. Stop. Or don't buy a beer in the airport. I mean, my goodness. When we come back after a short break, it's time for Suds and Duds on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Final segment of the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Hope you're having a, a good August so far. It's amazing to me sometimes how um, certain months out of the year seem to go longer than others. And then the summer hits, and it seems like the summer is over in a heartbeat because, let's face it, it's really two months. I mean, it's July and August. People say, yeah, it's June, it's this, it's that. But the reality is the, the, the really warm weather hits right around the end of June. And then it's July, August, and then September, it's, well, it's back. It's back to, uh, you know, it's back to normal, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it's just the way it goes. I always feel like summer is too short. Um, and sometimes I'm envious of teachers that have the summers off uh, because I think that's a cool thing. Um, and listen, they work hard. Uh, you can say what you want about teachers. Uh, teachers work hard. They're educating our kids um, and getting them ready for adult life. Uh, so, you know, you got to give them the credit and, you know, they take time off. They have their two months off, give them their two months off. It's worth it. Now, some teachers get out earlier, depending on the school year. Some end in May and they go back in August. Some end in very early June. They go back in August. It all depends on where you are. But look, the, the bottom line is teachers do a great job. 
And sometimes I'm envious of teachers that they have those two months off and they don't have to worry about waking up every day uh, at the crack of dawn, much like me, five days a week. Anyway, let us dive in to suds and duds and uh, a lot of good stuff uh, going on here. Up North Float Trip, this is a uh, beer by Imprint and Troon. And the story on the street is that Troon wasn't very happy with how this beer turned out. Apparently, uh, they were not happy that they weren't getting better ratings on Untapped uh, and in social media circles. And I have to say this. It's a smooth beer. It's very fruit-forward. It's delicious. I enjoyed it. Um, but I think at the end of the day, when you're rating stuff on any of these beer apps, whether it's Untapped, whether it's uh, uh, Rate Beer, whatever it is, all of it is subjective, folks. I, I, I mean, what I rate as a four or four and a half, you may rate as a three. You may not find it as good as I do. And a lot of times, for me, it's mostly to keep track of the beers that I've had so that I can talk about it on the show. And, you know, having it there in front of me triggers the memory to say, oh, yeah, I remember what I liked about this beer or I remember what I didn't like about this beer. So, again, it's all subjective. I encourage people all the time, try something that's not your style. Try something that's not one of your favorites. I can't be an IPA guy, IPA guy, IPA guy all the time. A lot of times i got to switch. And lately... It's really been a lot of Pilsners, Hefeweizens, lagers, lighter beers for a couple of reasons. One, summer months, hot. You drink those heavy eight, nine percenters. After a while, they're going to catch up to you. Now, if it's a nice night and you're having them, that's one thing. But it's also, and then that leads into the second part, the palate. After a while, when you're drinking the same thing over and over again, if you're drinking IPAs over and over again, and I don't care if they're West Coast, East Coast, New England hazy, uh, adjuncts with lactose and all kinds of other stuff. At some point, your palate is going to be like, "All right, enough already. I've had, I've had this. Switch it up." So, what I try to do is I try to do, you know, change up different beers while I'm while I'm drinking. So, if I start with an IPA, I'll move on to a sour, uh, or maybe I'll move on to something lighter, uh, and then typically at the end of the night, I'll end with a stout. But sometimes I'll mix a stout in between if it's a lower ABV. And stouts have their place, too. Stouts have their place in the summer, too. Don't get me wrong, folks. You can enjoy a really good stout in the summer by the fire um, or just sitting in the backyard and just relaxing, uh, depending on the type of stout you have. Now, you drink a 14% stout. What do you think is going to happen? I mean, after one or two, <laughs> you're done for the night. I'm just saying. You gotta, it's, all, it's all in perspective. Anyway, uh, was down at Source Brewing to pick up uh, some of my beers at Source, and it was such a nice day out. Uh, my neighbor and I uh, went down, uh, took a ride around uh, 2.30 in the afternoon, last not this past Friday, but the Friday before. And um, it was so nice out, I ran into an old high school buddy of mine, uh, Corey, who uh, is a, a Source OG member. And he was there with his wife, and they were going to have a beer or two in the, back, in the backyard, uh, on the side yard. So I said, you know what? And portions of the program, of course, brought to you by Source Brewing, located off of uh, Route 34, beautiful Colts Neck, New Jersey. We said, you know what, let's stop. Let's have a couple of beers. So uh, had an El Jefe on tap, which is a fantastic beer. In fact, they still had cans left, so I ended up buying a four-pack of the El Jefe and bringing it home with me because I love a good Hefeweizen, and that's a good concert beer. Uh, and we're planning on tailgating next week at uh, Hall & Oats and Squeeze, so that's a great beer to throw in the, in, in the cooler to have and kind of drink and you know not have to worry about getting overwhelmed. But what a great beer on tap, uh, the El Jefe. Then, now, here's a beer I didn't get from Source, but I'm glad that I actually had a glass of it uh, at Source off the tap, uh, the Visual Cortex VC8. 
Uh, it, it was a small taster, a very, very good, good triple. Very sneaky. This is definitely one that will sneak up on you. The whole Visual Cortex series, great beers, but they definitely are strong, and they definitely catch up to you. When you're going over 10%, you got to watch out when you're having one, one too many. So uh, that's why I'm glad that I had the, uh, the taster of that. And then I went, I switched back to a Pilsner with the Scopa Pils. This is just a great Pilsner. Uh, if it's on tap at Source and you're down there, absolutely you should get it. It is delicious. It is refreshing. It is perfect on a hot summer day. And then finished it off with a Good Ribes uh, by Source. I bought cans of this, but they had it on tap. And I said, you know what? I'm going to have one more. Let me just check it out. Uh, love the vanilla in this. It is so smooth. It pours this beautiful reddish hue, but there is this nice berryness to it, the tartness, and then you get the vanilla, the creaminess and the vanilla on the back end, and it's just really, really silky smooth. Very cool. Speaking of which, um, Source Brewing, myself, and a couple of breweries are planning on doing some collaborations. I've mentioned it before on the show. We're starting to finalize some of the things uh, going on. So we're going to be doing one beer with uh, between Source and Screaming Hill, which is awesome. Two farm breweries putting together a beer. Uh, and we're hoping for a November um, release. And we're going to do, a, it looks like we're going to do a dark lager, which is awesome. Perfect for Thanksgiving time. And then we're doing another beer. Think big pastry stout, heavy, banging, Christmas time. That's what we're going to be doing. That's what Source is going to be doing uh, with uh, Bolero Snort. That comes up in December. That's going to be a lot of fun. So just giving you the uh, the heads up on that if you want to make your beer planning uh, for later in the year for the fall and winter. Just saying. Uh, always a good time at Source. I always have a great time with those guys down there. They just celebrated their t- uh, second year anniversary. Um, just, a, just a great place to go uh, and enjoy a few beers. It is definitely a place that you should stop into. Uh, the folks from Alosta Brewing, and I can't thank Byron Fisher enough for the uh, the Kolsch uh, by Helmet, uh, the the uh, collab they did with the band Helmet. This Tuesday, seven o'clock uh, Pacific time, uh, Helmet will be at the brewery at Alosta uh, to hang out with fans, talk about the beer, drink the beer with you. Um, it is a very very tasty Kolsch, nice and bright, very good. Really enjoyed that one a great deal, uh, and um, it was a uh, delicious delicious Kolsch, and I cannot thank Byron enough. For sending me some cans of that, Tropicana from Heavy Seas. Uh, this is a, this is a nice IPA. Uh, I have to say, I had it at the Brownstone Bar and Grill over in Metuchen. and great place. Was at a birthday party there, but I have to say, and if the, somebody from the Brownstone is listening, you guys got to clean your tap lines. Um, that beer was good, but I could taste how the tap line wasn't clean, and when that happens, that's not good because if you're getting all that sediment and all that gunk and junk in there. That's translating into the beer. Um, Tropicana and IPA is a great beer, but when the tap isn't clean, that's a problem. So just saying, anybody's listening, clean your taps. Uh, another beer that Source put out, uh, Tractor Beer. It's a solid, laid-back Saison. Nice hop, great spice, delicious, very easy drinking, uh, just around uh, 4%, a little over 4.5%, I think, somewhere around there. Excellent, excellent, excellent beer. A great, you know... Tractor beer, lawnmower beer, bottom line. Uh, Late Night Jam and Strawberry Pie a la Mode by Brick City. Just strawberry vanilla love, folks. It's just such a really, really good uh, fruit-forward beer uh, that really works uh, from the guys at Bricks. They do such a great job with those beers, uh, and I love pretty much anything that Bricks puts out. And then finally, for National IPA Day, 
Mr. Watson, come here. I want to see you by Forgotten Boardwalk. You know, it's funny. It's a solid IPA. Very tasty. Um, a little lemony. Got a little bit of a lemon feel to it. And a little on the, uh, I, I think they were using somewhat of the Hef, uh, Hefeweizen formula when they were making this beer. Uh, and I have to say um, that, uh, I, you know, it's funny. I don't drink much of Forgotten Boardwalk's beer um, for the fact that I have so much beer in my fridge. And a lot of times it's just not one of those things. But it's nice to see uh, something like that on tap. And um, I have to sort of reintroduce myself to Forgotten Boardwalk, um, you know, over the next several months. There's a lot of great breweries in New Jersey, and sometimes you miss a few because you just, you know, you're running around and you're doing a lot of stuff. And let's face it, I do have a lot of source in my refrigerator. There's other stuff in there, too, that I get from breweries. In fact, Founders and Heavy Seas sent me beers this week that I have to review. So um, it, it's it's funny when you, you, you drink a beer from a brewery that you haven't had in a while, and then you realize, oh, you know what? These guys still make pretty solid beer. I mean, that's, you know, it's something to go back to. Just saying. So a great beer from Forgotten Boardwalk. Uh, they had a uh, Paragon, Paragon Tap and Table had a great uh, bourbon weekend where they did uh, Hudson Valley bourbon, I think it was, and uh, cigars, and they did um, all these different uh, types of foods. I had this bourbon pork belly that was just out of sight with broccolini and a, uh, a hash of uh, sweet potato and chorizo. Outstanding. Folks, we're out of time. My thanks to everybody involved in the show. Uh, and, of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. Back Monday on the Joe Piscopo Show at 6 a.m. This has been the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, cheers, everybody.